Welcome back, Spokane, to another episode of Everreal Talks. I am Jessica Side with my lovely co-host, Hippie Matt Side. And if you didn't listen last week, you don't know what I'm talking about, but he is kind of turning into a hippie with his hair and his beard. Maybe a little bit. We just need to get him some beads. And Birkenstocks. Oh, he has Birkenstocks. I I should probably wear those. He doesn't find them to be that comfortable. I love them. Yeah. Not a lover of Birkenstocks. I do wear flip-flops a lot. Before we go too much stock, I need you to stop. (laughs) Because we have a special guest and we haven't even introduced her yet. Charlotte Jones, say hello. Hello, everyone. Charlotte Jones is with Greenstone, and this is our second episode with Charlotte. We've we really had a great time last week, so please make sure you check that. And we've um, decided to title these episodes "Ever Real Talks" and "Greenstone Rocks." So, ooh, actually, that... I just I just made that up. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Let that our marketing guy knows that we've got <laughs> this down. Um. Before we ask you a bunch of new questions, Sharla, I want to just give a basic recap, okay, of last week. So we know that you are the sales manager at Greenstone. Greenstone is a, I'm going to say a developer, but a developer of communities here in Spokane uh, and Coeur d'Alene and probably, are you in? Post Falls. Post Falls. Okay. Any place else that I like further north? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, I mean, who knows? You guys have probably big plans for taking over the world. Um, uh, Last week, we did talk about a few things that were very interesting um, to me personally. The relationship between apartments and residential, how you guys, um, social and economic diversity is really important to you, um, that you are building homes that are smaller, larger, you have apartments you make sure that there are parks and trails and all of those things that are so important to a real community, not just a housing development. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the new garden district on near 29th and Southeast Boulevard. Um, and community was a kind of a big overarching thing that we talked about. And I'm sure that we're going to talk about that a little bit more this week, but I just wanted to give everyone kind of a basic summary. Um, Greenstone has got how many? Can you tell me how many communities you guys have? Do you know? Oh, ever or currently? Currently. Currently. Everly or ever is a a big number, but currently we are building in seven different communities. But you have, like, if I were to go as a real estate professional, I've had to do this go to Greenstone, go to a community, and like pull the HOA or CCNRs and those kinds of things. There's got to be. There, I mean, I've seen at least 14 of those, or am I, is it more oh, than that? In terms of communities, I mean, the the number would be probably close to 30. 30, okay. Yeah, okay. some of them have been smaller until they started, and now yes. I just think it's important for us to understand, you know, a, a, a company like yours has a big influence over Spokane, and that's why we wanted to have you on this, because we want to talk about our community. We want to talk to people who are influencing what we're doing, finding out what they're doing. Um, you know, it's an important piece of Spokane's puzzle. So that we don't have, we can have your question on Greenstone history first if we want to, but yeah. that reminds me when you talk about the influence that Greenstone has on our Spokane community, I w- I, I'm part of Washington Realtors Legislative Steering Committee, and I know that Jim Frank, the founder of Greenstone, testified for some new condo legislation that 
I believe is either slated to pass or did pass. Um, that's going to be, I think, not just beneficial to, it'll be beneficial to these communities that we're talking about in our Spokane community as, as a whole. Yes. So that legislation was supposed to pass and in the end it did not. Oh, it didn't. Nope. So we'll be lobbying again to get laws changed because currently the, the condo rules make it, I don't say impossible because very few people are doing it, but very difficult for a developer to build a condo. And that it all stemmed out of Seattle boomed in condos, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, there was lawsuits there because some of the, there was some things that went wrong that really a developer should have addressed and didn't. And um, they overburdened them with rules for any future condo build and mm-hmm. no developer wants to touch it. Gotcha. So the problem is irresponsibility leads to regulation and then that regulation then becomes kind of tightens down on the ability to do that but you still have to address the irresponsibility and make sure that you don't have that same problem moving forward in spokane yep you need a middle so you can't swing too far this way and just let whatever happens happen you can't go too far this way where it's like oppressive (laughs) you know what i mean you need the in between yeah and condos is an important thing because i think it's funny because I think a lot of people think condos, they think downtown condos, a million dollars, right? That's yeah. what they're thinking. But condos are a really inexpensive way for someone to get into the real estate market and see the appreciation. So yeah, it is kind of like living in an, in an apartment, like physically, but you are still getting the benefit yeah. of that appreciating market. That's one thing that a lot of us at Greenstone believe that without the ability to build condos, we will not solve the housing crisis in the inland Northwest because you have to lower the threshold of homeownership for people. And, you know, single family front entry homes is not how a first time home buyer is going to enter the market at this point. Um, I have a 22 year old daughter, which is mind blowing, but you know, she's not going to buy a home maybe till she's 30. Like there is, wow. there is no starter homes out there. And so condos would be a, a huge way to do that. And that is something we're very passionate about yeah. uh, being able to offer. And we would do it. And that's the first piece is the condo legislation. The second piece is getting um, zoning changes because, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't think that a condo can be built in an urban neighborhood. So as an example out here, we have here is Liberty Lake. We have a community called River District. And if we can condo laws changed and uh, we have the right zoning. We thought foresight when we did this master plan. But um, to be able to build condos in a neighborhood like that absolutely blends with single family homes. Like there is a way to do it. And um, I think we've proven that with townhomes. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of townhome product. Um, anyways, I could go on for a, a rant. No, no. I, well, it's, I think it also <laughs> comes back to what we talked about last week with community, right? Like part of the passion of the Greenstone community is to have the diversity in entry, right? Like, so I, it's going to be easier for me to start out in an apartment and then move into ownership of a condo and then be able to move from condo to either a small cottage type product or to a full on house because the reality is, is, and we've used this phrase several times in our personal life and then on this show, is like, you just got to get on the escalator somewhere, right? And so then as things are moving up, now all of a sudden I can sell my condo, take my appreciation and debt service for paying down my loan there, and I can roll that into the next 
project. And so I agree 100%. The other piece of legislation that I don't know where is going that has to do with condos is if it's two stories or fewer and less than 10,000 square feet or some large square footage, there was there was a some sort of an engineering thing that they're trying to get eliminated so that you can build without having to bring the one person from Seattle over to Spokane at an additional 150 or $200,000 trip visit. So that was, that's the one I was talking about where he recently testified in favor of that because it didn't make sense for a small condo building. And I don't know if that one did or did not pass. There was another I don't know one. if it's done yet. I think it still might be in yeah. um, one, one house or the other, but okay. So that that one may still be hopeful, but there was another one. Yeah, the the main yeah, the, main the one, one that will help yeah. condo all around. Yeah. So uh, some questions we've prepped her for a little <laughs> bit. Say, hey, just so you know, we're gonna ask you the history of Greenstone. This one I did not prep her for. So if you don't have anything for this, it's totally fine. But I just um, I'm very curious about, you know, do you get developers from other? country, not countries, other counties, other states that say, teach us your ways. So I know a few different developers, no one locally, because we're all swimming in the same pool. But um, yeah, there have been some different developers and builders that have contacted Greenstone and wanted to come and tour and hear um, from them about how they've done it. But we do the same thing. And I think that that is a, a good thing to recognize is that it's okay to look at somebody else and going, whoa, you're doing this. Because uh, I think in every walk of life, and especially in real estate, people have the scarcity mentality. And there's not enough. And there is enough. And there's enough for us to be successful. And there's enough for this builder partner that we have on the East Coast to be successful. Um, And there's enough. And so, you know, yes, people have come here, but we've gone other places two years ago, three years ago, maybe now, COVID timelines. (laughs) Anyway, we work with a consultant out of... uh, BC and they came down and you know spent a whole week touring everything we have mm. to help us fine tune as we continue to grow and as we start new communities. So yes. I was that was my next question. If you guys have gone outside of your own ideas, because obviously Jim Frank is an ideas man. I mean he ha- is a serious visionary. Um and but I was just curious if you have you know how does that influence go back and forth? And that's so great because you because you see other cities and other places where they're we're doing something unique and wonderful that is that is adding to the, you know, to the tapestry of that city, and to to be able to bring that back and and weave that into Spokane is must be really cool. Yeah. So in two thousand and five, Jim went on a trip. I can't remember where now. Somewhere in the Midwest, I do know that much. And while he was there, he saw. So we used to build what we call a snout house, where your garage is way out here, and then your home sits back this way. Yes. You know, you just like basically shove a garage on the front of your house. And that's what everybody did because it's a very efficient way, um, cost savings wise to build. So he went on this trip. He saw that people were pulling the garages back to be almost even with their front porch and creating a totally different look. So he came back. Every single home plan we were building, they stopped and they recreated all new ones because he didn't want to build like that anymore. So it's kind of cool. So River District, which is in Liberty Lake, uh, was around then. And you can drive down a street and you can see where we're like the dividing line, like they stopped building those kinds of homes. And here's our new kind of house. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you know, okay, I know we're totally going off here. But I just, I just think about the legacy that that will, 
that Jim Frank can drive through those neighborhoods and you can drive through those neighborhoods and, and be proud and not go, gosh, I'm so sad. We didn't, you know, we didn't change our ways. You know, when I thought about it, now he can, you know, see those neighborhoods and be proud, be proud. You mentioned that, you know, two trees on it at every house, you know, in 20 years, they're all going to look like the South Hill. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. I have to get off of my, you know, rabbit trail. We need to we need to hear about Greenstone. Greenstone the history of Greenstone. Okay. We'd like to know a little okay. bit about that. So here's kind of the quick version of our origin story, I'll call okay. it. So Jim Frank is a local Spokane guy. He was born and raised here. Um, and he went on to become a lawyer and still lived in Spokane and was working as a, a development attorney. Wait, wait, wait. He went where? He, he became a lawyer. Is that what he you said? He became a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and stayed in Spokane and was working for developers um, doing that type of law. And he kind of saw what they were doing and thought, I can do this better. And there was one project in particular, I don't remember which one it is, but where he saw what their plan was and he said, nope, I can do that. So that spurred him into becoming a developer. And then as he was developing the communities, he thought, well, I don't like what they're doing and how they're building the home. So then he became a home builder. So (laughs) that's kind of like our our origin story. Some of our first projects, um, like our master plan community projects, one would either be Coeur d'Alene Place. Um, We started that in 1994, but really Jim's first vision was Liberty Lake. Mm -hmm. He partnered with a landowner here and had the vision with this landowner to come up with basically all of Liberty Lake. If you really Mm -hmm. boil it down. Um, it was the first of his many great visions. And the, the cool thing is, so Joe is Jim's son and Joe now is kind of our day-to-day leader. And Joe has watched his dad do all this, learned it all, and is now carrying it forward. So yeah. it's, it's a cool, it's yeah. a cool, cool thing. So when so, I, so when I said that Liberty Lake was the first time I was aware of Greenstone, it's because it was the first big development. That makes well, sense. and I mean, I grew up in the Valley, so Liberty Lake was nothing for a lot. No, I mean, it was a, it was nothing. It was like a tiny, tiny, nothing of a little, like we didn't, the town, I don't even remember the town. Like we would go to the lake and just swim at the public beach at the lake. It's kind of the house that Jim built though. Well, you stole my phrase. I was going to say it was. I literally wrote it down right here, everybody. I wrote it down. the town that Jim built. I said, <laughs> said I know. House. I said house, but that's that's the way you all right, say all it. All right, all right, all right. Yes. So okay, so tell us a little bit. One of the things that you said, um, and I may have written it down right, wrong, but his kind of um, Jim Frank's kind of vision, if you will, is that everyone deserves to live in. I can't remember what you how you finished that. A good neighborhood. A good neighborhood. And mm-hmm. and it's obviously important for him to um, kind of is that original visionary of the, the like the communities that he was building, open spaces, parks, trails. You know, I know you can't speak for Jim, but what from what you know of him and kind of his journey, like, was that always there? Was there kind of an epiphany moment? Like what what caused him to be willing to maybe make less money and because it seems like if you're going to take some of the dirt and you're going to turn it into parks and green spaces then you can't build houses there right i would say that so i jim has a big family like he himself has sibling groups um and i 
gotten to meet a majority of them because a lot of them are involved somehow with Greenstone or just in passing or company events. Um, and I would say that they were born with it, honestly, just in the way that they were raised. Um, one of the cool things, they lived in the neighborhood and Jim talks about this and it like, um, depending upon the, how he tells it, sometimes it makes me want to cry. Like he lived in the neighborhood and it wasn't in the best part of town. And um, on his street, there were teachers, there were doctors, there were lawyers, there were mailmen and everybody lived together in that same street. And it didn't matter kind of what you did and it didn't matter your background. Um, and there was, everybody knew each other and everybody looked out for each other. Mm -hmm. And that was important to him. And he talks about like, you know, the neighborhood kids just being gone until seven o'clock at night yes. and all coming home and, you know, like the ideal childhood. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that recreating that for other people was more important than the bottom dollar. And I see that every day in our business where doing what's right is more important than the money. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love that's that. Powerful. So we want to talk about a couple of communities and we want to, we want to first start with Kendall Yards, which Kendall Yards is one of the gems of Spokane. And, and the interesting thing is, is that Matt and I, Matt and I have been in real estate or investing in real estate for we are getting closer to 20 years. Matt likes to say 20 years, 20 but he's been years. saying that for three years. 20 so. years. This November 30th was the first investment property we ever bought. So Ooh. I think we're almost Ooh. at 20. I think Jeez. actually, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into that I'm argument gonna right now. not going to waste your time arguing. The county assessor and find out. That's right. That's right. So, so the thing about it is, is that we've always, when the new projects come about, we look at that, we've followed Jim Frank and what he's done. And Kendall Yards was planned a long time ago by a completely different developer. I don't know if everybody knows that, but that was, and it was like in the plans and it was kind of like one of those things that like, is this ever really going to happen? Like, I think that we, we were, we were hopeful because it was like this amazing piece of land that's just abandoned and it's, you know, but it's prime real estate overlooking the river. And then it sounded like it was falling apart. And there was definitely for Matt and I, it was, we were really sad about that. And then we hear this rumor that Jim Frank is going to pick up the torch, take over and even still call it Kendall Yards, which I always thought was. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And yes. So, you know? yeah. So if, go back and listen to last week because we like to name things based on some kind of history. So the reason we kept the name Kendall Yards is because that is what the train station there was called, Kendall Yards, where they parked all the train, the, the trains, that was its name. And so, you know, that had been the idea of the previous developer um, to name it that. And because Jim loves history and loves keeping that part of like the land story mm -hmm. intact, Kendall Yards stick. Love it. Yeah, which is great. Um, he was you know, Greenstone as a company, we were able to um, survive a catastrophic downturn. And um, we are con very conservative. Um, and because of those diligences, we had the money to be able to come in and buy a project in a time when most people are like, sell, sell stuff. And right. um, I mean, we were very fortunate and had the right partners to be able to purchase Kendall Yards. And that, I mean, that's how we got it. Was that, was it a kind of in foreclosure? Is that, can you, can you disclose I don't, that? I don't know. I can't talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My, I will just guess though. This is completely a guess. I would guess that there was some distress 
Yeah, I mean, and at that one point, owner, at and one they point, it was to get owned out. by Metropolitan Mortgage. Oh, Met Mortgage. So we, we know all local about that. Knows what's going on with Met Mortgage. So whatever else went on, there was some distress, I think, in that situation. If you notice, Met Mortgage, Met Mortgage does not exist anymore here in Spokane. That anyway, is an, that's, that's a that's history a lesson one. for a different day. <laughs> a whole other hour. <laughs> yeah, easily. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, you guys, did you have a, a bunch of cleanup that you had to do with the train yards being there and stuff? Or how did that? So this was before my time, but I'm fairly certain what I've heard is that it had already been cleaned up by the time we got it. Okay. Previous developer had already done that part. And so it was not as much for us when we started. Yeah. Here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. Um, I, oh, I have lived in a neighbor near another, another neighborhood where we weren't technically allowed to enjoy the park that was there. Like they had a sign that said, this is for these residents only. And it was very irritating to me. But one of the things that sticks out to me, especially about Kendall Yards is I go there just to have a walk. I will meet my, you know, my sister there and we'll go for a walk or we'll take the kids or my mom and, you know, or my dad and my stepmom are in town. Like, that's where we want to go to just hang out, grab an ice cream cone, but, you know, just sit on this. And I love that, that it has become a community. It's a place for the whole city to enjoy, not just the people who live there, not a gated thing, you know? Right. And that's, that ties back into the overall vision of Greenstone is community and a community isn't just for one group or one person. It's for everyone. And yeah. so Kendall Yards is a great example of that. Like the, the population that can live there versus who can enjoy it is different and that's okay. And yes. you know, that park there, it's not a city park. That park is owned by the Greenstone HOA. So wow. that, you know, but that park is for everyone. So yeah. And, yeah, I can't remember. We took our family picture there. Like our whole, so all of my siblings, I have a bunch of siblings and a bunch of kids. There's, there's like 30 people in that picture underneath the, the you know, gazebo thing. The gazebo thing was great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, okay. So the other project that we do want to talk about is the Mead project, the, the Kaiser. What is it called? I'm sure there's a name for yeah, it. Yeah, tell us. Not tell the us Kaiser the, project. There is. This is going to be called Mead Works. Mead and works. that is a, an uh, echo back to the Kaiser plant. Kaiser used to call that plant Mead Works. And so the land north of it, which is what we are going to be purchasing, is called Mead Works. That's our community. Love awesome. it. Love it. And I'm really excited about this. Like I saw the article in the spokesman early in the year. And uh, I brought it up, in, I think, in our January, February episode, which was part of my inspiration to reach out to you and say, yes. hey, would you be willing to do a, like a show with us? So talk to us about kind of the vision of this community. Go. Yeah. Hey, so this has been like a seven-year relationship where Joe reached out to Kaiser and said, hey, you got some land and it's a nice piece. And over seven years have cultivated a relationship and sought them out to try and get them to sell it to us. So that's another just random tangent about Greenstone. We're all about relationships. And so for sure that plays right into this. So um, through that kind of courting phase, we were able to secure it. Um, we will have a change of use hearing in May because currently most of the land is zoned for 55 plus. Um, mm -hmm. And we need to do a change of use because we're not going to build all just 55 plus, but Meadworks mm -hmm. is going to be about a 15 year project for us. In the end, it'll have 1500 um, residential units and that's apartments, townhomes, cottages, 
single family. Um, all of that will be in there. Wow. Wow. So yeah. what you're telling me is your job is secure. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I can have a job. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, you, you, I know that Jim Frank has a statement because specifically this is like, there's some environmental things here. And so I was hoping that you could read that statement to us yeah. about that. So one of the questions people talk about a lot is project cleanup. So here's the statement in effect to that. There's okay. a cleanup progression on the smelter site, which is south of our Meadwork site, that is managed by EPA and DOE. That will be completed soon. There's a stormwater pond on the Meadwork site that has been cleaned up and removed. EPA and DOE have supervised the cleanup and when completed and inspected, we'll issue a no further action letter, meaning that the cleanup has been completed and passed final EPA inspection. This is the same process that was used in Kendall Yards. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's well, a big ahead. job. I mean, that's a simple statement, but that's yeah. a big job to do that. Yeah. And it's something that Kaiser has been working on and doing for years. It wasn't just like, somebody wants to buy it. We should do this. No. Right. Yeah, you know, no, they, the EPA has been kind of on them to get that cleaned up anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other question that comes up is potential regarding the uh, concerns regarding the aquifer. And so um, anyways, I'm just going to read the statement about oh, that. Great. Read yeah. another statement. I like it. Yeah. Part of the property is located in the Whitworth Water District and part is located in the Spokane County Water District number three. Both districts have confirmed that they have adequate capacity to serve the project. A couple of Spokane County Water District's wells located in the Mead Township were contaminated and taken out of use some years ago. They're being replaced with a new well located west of the Newport Highway. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think about, you know what, honestly, over the last 20 years, my husband and I have discussed every possible real estate thing that we could be involved in and development, of course, came across our mind. And I hear you say that all of those things. And I think, oh, man, I'm so glad I don't have a development. That <laughs> seems like it's it's a it's a, obviously not everybody does it and not everybody does it well. And I think well, that that's an important thing to like there. There are many people, as you mentioned, in the early 2000 downturn that never recovered and will never build again. Like that completely took them out and yeah. they're done. And I, so I appreciate about, because in the early 2000s, Greenstone was one of the top builders in the entire state of Washington, period. Like West Side, Seattle, didn't matter where. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that organization was building a lot of houses. Wow. Okay, I have two quick questions for you here at the end. Okay, so just very quickly, what is your most challenging project and which one is the closest to being completed? Because obviously these other ones are going to take 15 years. So <laughs> like we got to have something closer that we can be excited about. We'll talk about the one closest to completion first. So that's okay. Rocky Hill. Rocky Hill is in Liberty Lake and it's an extension of the Meadowood neighborhood, okay. which okay. is kind of what started Liberty Lake. And right. we'll open the final phase, which is weird to say, here in Rocky Hill in August or September if they get the baby done in time. So that's the last, and it's the last of the lots. There's 31. That's a whole cycle right there, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of weird to see like this, his first giant project coming to a close. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, most challenging. Well, most challenging currently would be um, Coeur d'Alene Place. And 
in a large part, that's due to the shift in, well, it's crazy now. I mean, it is crazy town. If you're a realtor and listening to this, I understand it is crazy town. Okay, well, really, really quickly, because we don't have a lot of time left. Right now, currently- we're, we're, We got a couple minutes, we're good. Coeur d'Alene is the number one market in the country. As of Tuesday of last week, because of when we're recording this, Wall Street Journal and Realtor.com released the report, number one market in the United States. So yes, it's crazy town. Yeah, okay. So that's your crazy town against lumber prices have increased 177% since April of 2020. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of other like stats I could throw at you, but you couple those things together, it is insane. And it, wow. you know, people say, oh, it must be so easy for you or so nice for you. It is not easy and it is not nice. <laughs> you know, 20 offers on a home is not fun. It's not fun for a individual selling. It's not fun for a company selling. It is just not fun. Um, and that means that there's 19 people who are sad every time. So yep. uh, that's the challenges in Portland and the you know, concerns are real and I don't know how to combat this. And this could be a whole nother show of, you know, so here's another step. 45% of our sales here in 2021 have been from out-of-town buyers, 45%. Wow. Um, so the, especially it's that number is higher if I look at only Idaho, but that's for overall Greenstone. Um, so there's a lot of frustration from locals about how are we going to afford a home and, I don't have a solution. So I guess I have one solution. We are breaking news. We are building condos in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, great. They should be for sale this fall. Wow. So it'll be our, and so that's going to be that lower point of entry for people. So, you know, if you already live in Coeur d'Alene, you can sell your current home for a pretty penny. You may not then be able to step up, but at least you can step into something. Yeah. Wait it out. And yeah. I feel like we could do a whole other episode with you, Sharla. We we should probably do that at some point, but we do need to wrap it up today. If you're interested in a Greenstone home, go to just go to greenstone.com. You'll find plenty of information there. What's your what's your email? Um, you can contact me at info at greenstonehomes.com. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see you next week. Have Bye everybody. Bye.